Welcome, listeners, to the Podcast Merchants, coming to you from our home studios in Strasbourg, France. I'm Isabella Shiradamir. We've gotten out of confinement after nine weeks. This is a disturbing time where we're not quite sure what to expect in the near future. When talking about the changes happening around us, the podcast team was reminded about our favorite story from Shakespeare, The Merchant of Venice, and the complex characters, one named Shylock, whose life radically changed in a short period of time. Now I will introduce Eating Koreshi. A rich merchant called Antonio has a best friend named Bassanio, who wants to marry Portia, but to do so he must be an eligible suitor nonetheless. To do so, he needs money. Bassanio uses Antonio's good name to borrow money from Shylock to be in the running to seduce Portia to be his wife. Shylock's life changes throughout the play for the worst, but at the beginning we believe him to be an antagonist by the way he interacts. But many consider he may not be an antagonist by the end, because even though he is Antonio's rival, he helps him in a way. It is indeed a problem play because at the end, Antonio and Bassanio are happy, although for Shylock he loses everything as well as being forced to convert religion. At the start of The Merchant of Venice, Shylock was a very wealthy and well-known moneylender among the people of Venice. Although Shylock is wealthy, he is looked down upon by Christians. Being a Jew restricts him from many things, and has created many obstacles in his life. It is only through blood, sweat, and tears that he gains status in the new city of Venice by being a moneylender, because that is the only job he can do by being a Jew. In Act 1, Scene 3, Bassanio comes to Shylock to ask for a loan, using Antonio's name as security. When Antonio arrives, the audience first realizes how mistreated Jews are by Christians, including Shylock being spat upon for his religion. In this scene, Antonio asks for money, and even though the audience perceives Shylock the antagonist in this scene, Antonio is ruining his business of Eurasy, lending money at unreasonably high rates of interest on his boats. Although Antonio still has the audacity to knock on Shylock's door and ask for money nonetheless. Although Shakespeare's life, Antonio was always shunning Shylock for being a Jew and looking down on him as he spat on him. But then one day, he comes up to Shylock requesting for money. It's ironic since it's his only job Shylock can do by being a Jew. As outraged as Shylock was, he was very mature with his words and measured when he said, Senor Antonio, many a time and often, Rialto, you ranted me about my monies and urinances. Still, I have borne with my patient shrug of serpents. It is a badge of all our tribe. You call me misbeliever, cut-throat dog, and spit upon my Jewish garbodine, and all for use of which is mine own. Well then, it now appears you need my help. This is In this scene, we see the first strike of Shylock's life changing. When the loan is being negotiated, Shylock's hatred for Antonio becomes irrational, and he offers the money on the condition that if it is not paid back in time, Shylock will be able to cut off a pound of Antonio's flesh. Even though Antonio accepts the deal, the horrific arrangement causes a big commotion and leads to a reputation being tar- tarnished. 
The next speaker is Abdu Abuessa. Later, in Act 2, Scene 3, Shylock's daughter Jessica elopes with a Christian, Lorenzo. Taking Shylock's personal store of money and his dearly departed wife's ring with her. Shylock says, My daughter, oh my ducats, oh my daughter, fled with a Christian, oh my Christian ducats. Here the audience understands that Shylock is deeply hurt, not only that his family members have left him, but that she has joined his enemies. Not only has Jessica stolen his ducats, but she has also put this money in the hands of the Christians. Here I find that Shakespeare is trying to say that religious power is connected to money flow, and that the money that starts out in the pockets of the Christians always leads back there. This brings us back to the to examining the difficulties of Jews in Venice. It's interesting to look at the ring that Sherlock's wife gave him before she died, as a symbol. Not only is Jessica leaving him, but also his wife in a way, which leaves him with nothing. Later on, in Act 2, Scene 8, Antonio's friends Salarino and Filanio are called to the stage. They mock Shylock's losses in a comical way, laughing about Shylock's misfortunes. If we had listened to Shylock himself saying this, it might have been quite dramatic. But the reason Shakespeare had the chorus do it is because the previous scenes were quite suspenseful, and it would be quite tiring for the audience to continuously watch only important and serious scenes especially when this play is supposed to be a comedy. Although having Salarino and Sanyo present the ruse of the Jews to the audience in a way, allows the audience to laugh at Shylock. At least that is a part of the intention. That the pain and agony of Jewish suffering normally does not have much of a place in a so-called comedy. Now we will be doing a dramatic reading of Shylock in Act 3, Scene 1. When he, when he expresses in the streets of Venice how Jews are treated in the Renaissance. I am a Jew. Hath not Jews eyes? Hath not Jews hands, organs, dimensions, senses, affections, passions, fed with the same food, hurt with the same weapons? subject to the same diseases, healed by the same means, warmed and cooled by the same winters and summers as a Christian is? If you prick us do, we not bleed? If you tickle us do, we not laugh? If you poison us do, we not die? And if you wrong us, shall we not revenge? If you... Sorry, we do that part. If we are like you in the rest, we will resemble you in that. If a Jew wrong a Christian, what is his humility? Revenge. If a Christian wrong a Jew, what should his sufferance be by a Christian example? Why, revenge. The villainy you touch me, I will execute, and it shall go hard, but I will better the instruction. Here to tell us more is Anouk Remy Michel, 
one of our fellow podcasters. Thanks. This is when we finally get to the trial scene, the final ch- strike on Chilock. The trial scene is one of the most important scenes in The Merchant of Venice. It is a climax of Act 4 in the play. The trial scene revolves around the themes of justice, morality, honor, and mercy. It reflects the true personalities of each character through their actions, not just their words. It is also about the downfall of a man and Venice's attitudes towards Jews at that time. In this scene, the audience finds out that in the end, Antonio cannot pay Shylock back because his ships never came back home. He lost his ships at sea and thus his money too. Therefore, they both end up in court. Shylock demands his pound of flesh from Antonio that was agreed on earlier. The Duke asks Shylock to be merciful. Shylock refuses as he is too vengeful. Shylock, in the beginning of the scene, demands his pound of flesh from Antonio. However, sadly, at the end of the trial scene, Shylock loses all of his money and his only offspring, Jessica, the one who would normally carry on the family name and traditions. Antonio wants to stick to his promises, believing it's a question of honor, because he knows that if he breaks his agreement, depressed and believing that there's no more than one can do, Portia, accompanied by Nerisha, comes disguised as a lawyer, Valario. Portia pleads with, with Shylock to show mercy and have compassion as she says, the quality of mercy is not strained, it droppeth as a gentle rain from heaven, upon the place beneath it is twice blessed. Shylock once again declines. Portia cleverly finds another way to avoid Antonio giving his pound of flesh. She agrees that Antonio owes a pound of flesh to Shylock. However, she points out that in the agreement, the Shylock mentioned that there would be blood drawn from Antonio's flesh. She also points out that murder is illegal in Venice and severely punished. To conclude, his greed for revenge turns against him and is one more humiliated, accused of attempted murder. Not only does Shylock lose his pound of flesh, but the court also decides that he will lose half of his money as a punishment. Half will go to the private cover of the state, and another half to his daughter Jessica and her Christian husband Lorenzo. As for Shylock's life in danger, the Duke decides to spare his life, ending with the measures of Christian mercy in the end. Hello, I find this true. However, I'd like to stray away from Shylock for a moment to focus a bit on Portia and her role in Shylock's demise. It also shows that Portia is hypocritical because she asks mercy from Shylock for Antonio, but then she doesn't show mercy herself towards him, as she punishes him by taking all of his money. On the other hand, we must remember that she is also very generous because she offers to give money to Bassanio, hoping that it would help to save his friend's life even though she does not know. Portia says, what? No more? Pay him 6,000 and deface the bond? Double 6,000 and then treble that? Before a friend of this description shall lose a hair through Bassanio's fault. This is said in Act 3, Scene 2. This also shows that she respects Bassanio's friendship with Antonio and is not jealous of the strong bond between them. Well, maybe she is a little, as she, pay- as she plays that ring trick on the end as perhaps payback for Bassanio saying he'd give everything, including his wife, to save Antonio. However, Portia does seem to envy their friendship a little bit as she plays that little ring trick at the end, as perhaps she wants to pay back Bassanio for having said he'd give everything, including his wife, to none of his friends thought of this way out of the situation. 
It seems that Shakespeare was way ahead of his time, as in this scene considers women as equal or perhaps even superior in some ways to men. Throughout the scene, Shylock is portrayed as an antagonist. He has so much hatred towards Antonio that he is unable to show any mercy. It didn't help the fact that Antonio kept on insulting Shylock. In the meantime, we must remember that in early scenes, he did propose to make peace between them. Shylock says, Why? Look you, how you storm. I would be friends with you and have your love. Forget the shame that you have stained me with. Supply your present once and take no doit. Of usance for my money and you'll not hear me. This is kind I offer. This is said in Act 1, Scene 3. Antonio, who is otherwise a good man, surprisingly declines. This can be explained by the anti-Semitic atmosphere at the time. Shylock is also portrayed as someone sensitive, as we see when he speaks about Jews in an earlier scene. How at the beginning he started off with no feelings, and now when his life is in danger, we can see a sensitive side. Compared to the beginning of the play, if you prick us, do we not bleed? Thus, the audience has mixed feelings about him. On the one hand, he is a villain, and on the other hand, he is a victim. Shylock is humiliated, as many Jews were at the time, so this makes us more understanding of his bad sides. Greed, vengefulness, pride, and arrogance. Deep inside, Shylock is probably a good person, but his circumstance of being a Jew makes it more difficult for him to be a good person. He has been continuously hated just because of his religion. Unfortunately, he doesn't manage to rise above it. Shakespeare makes it clear that Jews were poorly treated at the time, and maybe he also doesn't want his audience to forget about that terrible phase of history. However, it is not very clear if Shakespeare was a closet Catholic or not. Maybe he used this scene to address an important issue in England at the time, concerning the divide between Jews and Catholic without addressing it correctly. Shakespeare also reminds us to be aware of prejudice and racism. However, we don't know if he intended to point this out to us. We observe that in this scene, Christians are made to look better than Jews, as Shylock shows no mercy but the Duke does as he spares his life. In the end, we really don't know what Shakespeare thinks, and the audience can interpret this scene in many ways. The final humiliation is that in order to save his own life, Shylock must convert to Christianity. Here it seems that Shakespeare is influenced by his time, because he is inclined by the attitudes towards the Jews at the time. People also detest the Jews because they loan money for profit. However, we must remember that at the time it was very hard for Jews to get any jobs or own land. And there were very few Jews in I England. honestly think that in a way, it's Portia, a woman who stays today between two men who have different religions because she mediates between them and saves both. She saves Antonio's life, but she also saves Shylock's life because if Shylock would have killed Antonio, then Shylock would have been hung for murder. He ends up being the mediator and the peacemaker. This scene also shows that people have many sides to them. Portia is attentive, generous, but in the meantime also hypocritical. Antonio is faithful, graceful, and kind, but also prejudiced. Shakespeare highlights human imperfection and also shows us that human nature does not change over time. Philosophically, this trial scene shows that what goes around comes around. If someone treats one badly, he or she will eventually be treated badly by another. If this is the case, and perhaps it is, then what lesson does Antonio learn from his cruelty towards Jews? Where are his just deserts? 
Shylock was greedy for revenge. He shows no mercy or kindness to Antonio. This turned against him. The court treated him as he treated Antonio. However, Antonio is not punished for the way he treated Shylock. This shows that life can be unjust. Shylock is punished for his wrongs towards Antonio, but Antonio, in the end, doesn't suffer in any way for the way he treated Shylock. This shows that if one is privileged, has the support of friends, and is Christian in the Elizabethan time, then one is protected. You see why Shylock is not a simple antagonist, because most of the play, he's helping them, although in a daunting way. Even though at the end of the day, he still aids Bassanio with Portia by lending him money, whereas he could have easily refused to do so. Even though he has a bitter personality, which is seen to the audience as a certain kind of person, this is what leads questions in the audience, if Shylock is really an antagonist or not. Yes. Yes. The audience could understand his bad sides and good sides, where he's trying to be an only father, whereas in the Elizabethan times, women normally took care of the children. As for the difficulties pursuing his job earning a living being a Jew. But then again, we can see how he is not seen as a kind person due to him wanting to cut off a pound of Antonia's flesh. As much as this play is a comedy, it, it did not all end in happily ever afters for every character. Like Shylock. Due to Shylock's dramatic ending, I find this made it a true problem play. Thanks for listening. Catch us next week, where we will be talking about another character in The Merchant of Venice.